Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. What is up, everyone? Welcome back again to another episode of Snug Wrestling. My name is Edgar. Hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Another weekend full of wrestling. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about today on this episode. We're going to be going over Crown Jewel, the WWE PLE from Saudi Arabia. But first, please be sure to hit me up at Snug Wrestling on all my social media accounts. And to be honest, I've never been excited for a crown jewel before ever until this past one that we just saw a few years back the crown jewel pay-per-view when it first started it seemed like it was really forced like it was just made specifically for the people in saudi arabia only like some of the matches that were being put together at these shows didn't even make sense there's no reason to have them it just seemed random where they just put big names together and these random matches just for the sake of having these big star names out there because basically that's what Saudi Arabia was paying the WWE for so we would see random matches like The Undertaker versus Goldberg like no one I don't think anyone was actually asking to see that match especially because when they had that match both Undertaker and Goldberg were way past their prime and it just seemed like and again wrestling fans no one wanted to see this the only person that wanted to see this was probably the king of Saudi Arabia who paid 50 million or however million dollars to get the WWE to do this match. But other than that, no one wanted to see it. What's the point? So these crown jewel events were kind of just like, eh. And I should probably be careful of what I say about the king of Saudi Arabia or Saudi Arabia in general because I don't want to be put on their blacklist or their shit list or say anything that's going to get me executed. So let me say something positive about crown jewel now. But this one right here this one felt different this crown jewel to me felt like a big pay-per-view it had some big matches that actually made a whole lot of sense and it didn't feel like just a pay-per-view that was put together just to have a show in saudi arabia because they're paying wwe millions and millions of dollars just to be there most of the matches that were on this card were filled with a lot of great excitement like the stories behind it for example you had roman reigns versus la knight two big stars LA Knight is really over with the crowd and everyone was behind LA Knight including me so much so that I actually thought that LA Knight was actually going to win versus Roman Reigns now I know that was a long shot but I was hoping that maybe just maybe we were gonna get a different outcome Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins another great match that had another great backup story that went with it John Cena versus Sol Sokoa also told a really great story so i was really pumped for this crown jewel event to say the least but enough about that let's get into all the dirty details and all the shenanigans that went down at crown jewel let's get into it 2023 crown jewel in saudi arabia let's go 
The opening match was Sami Zayn versus JD Madonna. Sami Zayn, another WWE superstar that has gotten really over with the crowd as of late and gets huge crowd reactions and is most definitely the favorite to win in this match. For a match involving two smaller guys like Sami Zayn and JD Madonna, this match was a hard-hitting match and it was a good match to open up the show to get the crowd going. And this match got this is awesome chance not far after the match started. Sami Zayn hit a leapfrog and then tried to launch JD Madonna with his legs, but it ended up torpedoing JD Madonna straight head first against the ropes. But Sami Zayn couldn't get the footing right. There was some mistiming, and Sami almost killed JD Madonna. JD Madonna landed awkwardly, but luckily nothing happened. JD Madonna was able to save himself on that spot, but it was definitely a holy shit moment. Sami Zayn hit his Huluva kick and he blew Thunder Bomb on JD Madonna, and Sami Zayn picked up the win. So far, so good on my predictions. If you guys heard my prediction episode, I chose Sami Zayn to win this match, and I think that was a safe bet. I'm sure everyone expected Sami Zayn to win this match, so I am one for one i was able to predict most of these matches but i changed my mind on a couple of them that if i didn't change my mind i would have had 100 percent. i would have i would have been how many matches were here six matches i would have been six for six on my predictions but i went back last minute and changed my prediction for the la knight versus roman fight and the bianca Belair versus eo sky so i'm actually i went four for six on this one but still pretty good i i hope one of these days i'll be able to get all of them right at some point get 100% but I'm still really proud of my uh, my predictions for Crown Jewel so that was the opening match for this show and it got a great reaction from the crowd and here we go with the first official match was Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre is the heel technically in this match, but is still getting nice crowd reactions. And I noticed that Byron Saxon was doing the in-ring announcement. No, Samantha Irvin, Ricochet's girlfriend. I thought for sure she would be there, especially since they did that angle with Samantha, Logan Paul, and Dominic Mysterio. I thought there was going to be something going on there if Logan Paul were to win his match versus Rey Mysterio if they were going to do another angle with that but it was just something that was done for Monday Night Raw because Byron Saxton was the in-ring announcer for this whole entire show. The match starts off they have a nice stiff lockup and Drew McIntyre he's in control at the start of this match and does a nice little celebration for the fans in Saudi Arabia because Drew McIntyre celebrated like he just scored a goal and did the Cristiano celebration that got a nice little pop from the crowd drew mcintyre is definitely a soccer hooligan then drew mcintyre hits a belly to belly suplex on seth rollins outside of the ring and let the work on the back begin this is a smart strategy by drew mcintyre working on seth rollins injured back drew mcintyre and seth rollins they go back and forth and then seth hits drew mcintyre with a big superplex from the top 
bro. But Drew McIntyre said, my name is Drew McIntyre. I'm made out of steel and your superplex doesn't affect me. It doesn't even hurt. And now I'm going to give you my own suplex right after you just gave me a big superplex. And Drew McIntyre did not sell this big superplex at all. And Drew McIntyre was just going to work on Seth Rollins. He was slamming Seth Rollins on the steel steps back first, then did a sidewalk slam on the apron. Drew McIntyre was looking really dangerous and it started to seem like we were going to be seeing a new champion. But then Seth Rollins hits his pedigree out of nowhere and gets a two kick out. It's not over yet. Drew McIntyre fires back and takes Seth Rollins to Suplex City, just hitting Seth Rollins with suplex after suplex, but can't keep the champion down. Seth Rollins hits the stomp, another kick out by Drew McIntyre, and this match continues. Drew McIntyre finally hits his Claymore after the third attempt, and I thought for sure he had it. I couldn't believe that Seth Rollins kicked out again. I could have sworn that was it. It got a big holy shit moment. Everyone thought that was going to be it, but nope, Seth Rollins kicked out. Seth Rollins fires back, hits his pedigree, and a stomp, and Seth Rollins retained after a very, very crazy match. Seth Rollins won. My focus, my attention did not leave that TV because the whole entire time I was waiting for Damien Priest to come out, and he does. Judgment Day music hits, and I'm so damn excited already, and then once I heard Judgment Day music, I said, okay, here we go. Yes, let's do this, Priest. Cash in. But damn it, no. Priest got attacked by a hooded person, and it's Sammy fucking Zane. Damn it, Sammy, you're the scum between my toes. And this actually got a huge pop from the crowd. They were happy that Sammy Zane interrupted Damian Priest's cash in. Sammy Zane took the briefcase and ran off into the crowd, leaving Damian Priest standing there with his gimmick in his hand. And I'm just like, why would anyone be happy about Damian Priest not cashing in? Like, we've literally been waiting for months and months to see this, and it finally happens, and Sami Zayn comes over and shits on everyone's parade. Then we had the five-way, the fatal five-way match for the WWE Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, Shayna, Zoe, Nia, and Raquel. Rhea Ripley gets a super cool entrance, a very anticipated entrance made specially for a big champion like Rhea Ripley, and and it was a nice, warm welcome for the champ. All four women work on Nia Jax to take out the bigger threat. And at some point, Shayna Baszler had three different people in a submission hold at the same time. Yeah, that's right. I said it. And this is one of the many reasons why I don't like these types of matches. These multi-person matches. Because they don't make any sense. Because what's even the strategy here? Literally, right when I was telling myself this, what's the strategy here? Michael Cole asked the same question to Wade Barrett where Wade Barrett responds and said watch your back and that's probably the best answer that Wade Barrett could come up with on the fly because other than that there is no strategy here like there's no logic in these matches they did the big superplex spot that always gets done in every multi-person match from the top corner and then there was a spot where Nia Jax was going to do her big sit-down move where she was going to sit on Shayna Baszler and squash her, but then Raquel Rodriguez 
saves Shayna Baszler from getting hit by Nia Jax's big butt. And I'm like, why? You guys are all opponents here, but you guys are saving each other. Tell me how that makes any sense at all. She's your opponent. Let her get attacked. Let her get hit. So Shayna Baszler gets taken out. And that's one less person that you have to worry about. But no. Then Zoe Starks did a dive on the floor, taking out two opponents and the cameraman. So now the cameramen are taking bumps in this match as well. But at least the right person won. Rhea Ripley retains the WWE Women's Champion. And I'm two for two so far on this Crown Jewel show. John Cena versus Sola Sokoa. John Cena's game plan is very clear from the start. Go after the wrapped up thumb Sola Sokoa uses for the big Samoan spike. John Cena is in control for the better part of the start of this match. Then Sola Sokoa fires back and his heat spot on Cena is pretty vicious that I almost felt bad for Cena. Almost, but not quite because I was rooting for Sola Sokoa to win this one. John Cena started getting desperate in this match because John Cena pulled out a big choke slam out of nowhere and I've never seen John Cena ever do a choke slam before. And Kane, he must be really proud right about now after seeing that. Sola Sokoa then hits John Cena with two spikes, then the third one, but does not go for the pin. But Sola Sokoa, he didn't want to just beat John Cena. He wanted to send a message and hit John Cena with the fourth spike. Then again, and again, John Cena ate like 10 Simone spikes from Sola Sokoa. There's no way John Cena is getting back up from that. I don't think anyone can get back up from that many Simone spikes. And Sola Sokoa made an example out of John Cena. Sola Sokoa won. And what does this mean for John Cena? John Cena kind of teased a little retirement before this match. This might be one of John Cena's last matches in his WWE career. And like I said before, this this is the beginning of the John Cena farewell tour. John Cena then also tweeted a picture of David Beckham on his retirement match, which is also another reason why a lot of people think John Cena is getting ready to call it quits and to hang up the sneaker pumps. Bye bye. Adios. Hasta la vista. Is this goodbye for John Cena? Maybe for now, but maybe not forever. But one thing is for sure is that the number of matches John Cena has left is is very small. The Miz, he's in Saudi Arabia and he's about to do his goofy segment of Miz TV. Really? Oh boy. And The Miz has a guest and introduces some actor from Saudi Arabia that I don't even know, but the interview that they were doing gets interrupted by Grayson Waller, thank God. But then Grayson Waller also tries to have uh, his talk show and tries to get The Miz's talk show removed from this segment. So they're having a battle of the talk shows and whose talk show is better and who would rather see The Miz TV more. And of course, The Miz TV gets a big part and this is happening on a pay-per-view event. The Miz compared himself to Cristiano Ronaldo. And, oh my God, this is where I was starting to lose my patience. The Miz, stop, okay? You are such a big goof comparing yourself to the best soccer player in the world, implying that you're the best wrestler in the world is not even close. No one is buying that, but nice try. But then this actor guy and The Miz take out Grayson Waller, and The Miz gets more babyface momentum. So this segment was not a total waste of time, I guess, because WWE is trying to turn The Miz face, and this was just another 
another stunt to get the fans behind the Miz. This segment was absolutely ridiculous. For the U.S. Championship, the U.S. title, Rey Mysterio is representing the red, white, and green, the Mexican colors out there in Saudi Arabia. Rey Mysterio is fighting from underneath, and it's been all Logan Paul from the start. Rey Mysterio tries to end this match quick because he hit like five roll-ups in a roll, some desperation roll-ups by Rey Mysterio. And Logan Paul saved Rey Mysterio's life because Rey Mysterio went for a moonsault off the ropes and almost landed flat on his head. And Rey Mysterio, he fell a little short. <laughs> Get it? Get it? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not sure if Logan Paul was not in the right spot where Rey Mysterio was going. That's where Logan Paul was supposed to be. Or if Rey Mysterio's backflip was not properly done. Either way, Logan Paul managed to get there just in the nick of time to catch Rey Mysterio. And that could have ended really badly. Then one of Logan Paul's friends shows up at ringside and try to help Logan Paul cheat by handing him the brass knuckles. But then Santos Escobar chases out Logan Paul's friend. Logan Paul hits Rey Mysterio with the brass knuckles and we have a new US champion three for three for me humble brag so far sammy versus jd check got that one right drew versus seth check and then the five-way match check ray mysterio versus logan paul check and i'm on the roll i guess that's four for four not not three for three so let's see if i can keep this going bianca belair versus eo sky for the women's championship eo sky is doing good to slow down bianca belair the high-flying eo sky doing some great work on the mat versus bianca belair and works on the leg the fans inside Arabia are dead silent for this match. Unlike the fans in Puerto Rico, the fans in Puerto Rico were so turned up. They were on a whole nother level out there, which is probably one of the reasons why Eosky and Bianca Belair had such a great match their first time. And unfortunately, without the wrestlers being able to feed off of that crowd energy that was non-existent from the Saudi Arabian crowd during this match, this match kind of dragged. It wasn't as exciting exciting and i was expecting to see a way better flowing match but unfortunately that wasn't the case eosky keeps working on the leg then bailey shows up to cause a distraction and keeps getting involved in this match but carrie sane comes out and takes out bianca Belair behind the referee's back and eosky retains and bailey is looking shook after seeing the return of carrie sane and thanks to michael cole thanks michael cole bless your heart because he reminded the whole world that last time Carrie Sane was on WWE she was actually kicked out by Bailey so this right here it's gonna get interesting with the damage control Carrie Sane is in the picture Carrie Sane side to side with her old friend EO Sky Damian Priest versus Cody Rhodes Damian Priest is pissed off coming out to the ring because he got jacked for his briefcase by Sami Zayn Sami Zayn you done fucked up man because of you Cody Rhodes is gonna get his ass kicked and Damian Priest jumps on Cody Rhodes and jump starts Cody Rhodes and starts attacking him and I'm like Damien if you really want to get heat you should attack Cody Rhodes before the whoa spot that everyone waits for and they love to do on Cody Rhodes's entrance that would be funny if Damien Priest completely stops that I'm waiting for someone to actually do that one time on Cody when Cody's on the top corner getting ready for his little pose and just boom just ruin that Cody Rhodes entrance I think that would be really funny and Cody 
Cody Rhodes, he does not discriminate because he goes for the Arabic announce table instead of the Spanish announce table. And then Finn Balor comes out to assist Damian Priest. JD Madonna comes out and there's more distractions. We get distractions in every single match, it seems like. Finn Balor calls out Don Mysterio and here comes Don Mysterio with chair in hand. And halfway down the ramp, Dominic Mysterio gets hit by a super kick by Jay Uso. And then Jay Uso starts giving out super kicks to everyone in sight like it was Halloween candy. And as soon as Dominic Mysterio came out, the boos in that arena were so loud. And no, these were not piped in boos. These were real boos. Cody Rhodes gets the pin on Damien Priest after hitting Damien Priest with three crossroads. Typical Judgment Day shenanigans that went down on this match. The same thing that we usually see on Monday Night Raw, where everyone in the Judgment Day comes out, they try to get involved, and then the baby faces run out to even the odds, and then all hell breaks loose, and everyone is just fighting all over ringside. Just chaos, madness. And for the Undisputed Championship, the main event, LA Knight versus Roman Reigns. LA Knight, he's evenly matched physically versus Roman Reigns here. And what do you know, Paul Heyman tried to cause another distraction on this show. This is like the 10th distraction to get the referee to turn his back. And Paul Heyman, he was struggling to get up on the apron. He was trying to pull himself up on the apron. And eventually, he just gave up and just said, fuck it. LA Knight, he's trying to fight from underneath. The entire arena is behind LA Knight. And now LA Knight is in control of the match. But here comes the bloodline. Here comes Solo. Here comes Jimmy and we get more distractions. LA Knight kicks out of the big spear, and thanks to the bloodline and the distractions caused by them, Roman Reigns is back in control. LA Knight hits his finisher on Roman Reigns, but Jimmy puts Roman's leg on the rope to break the count. LA Knight then puts Jimmy Uso through the announce table. Roman Reigns takes advantage, but this causes another distraction. Roman Reigns then takes advantage and hits a spear on LA Knight through the barricade. Roman Reigns throws LA Knight back in the ring and retains one, two, three. And I almost had the perfect show when it comes to my predictions. I almost guessed all of the matches except for I changed my prediction for EO Sky. I thought Bianca Belair was definitely going to win. I don't know. I also had a weird feeling that LA Knight was going to pull it off. But no, Roman Reigns, like usual, with the help of the bloodline, always finds a way to win. And at this point, people are getting sick and tired of Roman Reigns winning thanks for the bloodline. Every single time Roman Reigns wins, it's with the help of his family members and history repeats itself once again here on Crown Jewel. Time and time again, the record reigning championship of Roman Reigns continues. I should have just kept my predictions the same. LA Knight turned out that he's not the guy and it's not time yet, but he almost had it. He had me fooled. I I seriously thought that LA Knight was going to do it, but that's what made this crown jewel really exciting for me. I was really pulling for LA Knight, but that's just how wrestling goes sometimes. Thank you guys for listening. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling and we'll talk soon. 